Welcome aboard this week's podcast of Dudes Dish Disney. Get ready for amazing attractions across America. Beer halls and bar rooms, banquets and beverages, a collection of characters and colleagues. No cupcakes. It's Dudes Dishing Disney. This episode of Dudes Dish Disney is sponsored by Magic Vacations. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel. And now your hosts, the dudes of Dudes Dish Disney. Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Joining us today is our producer and resident tech dude, Jonathan. What's going on, guys? Also joining us today is our co-host, Ryan. He is the number one Disney dude. What's up, dudes? And I'm Congo Carl, former Jungle Cruise skipper, here to guide you through this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. And this week's topic required a special guest, a fellow MVP and seasoned traveler. Please welcome, on her first appearance with the dudes, Jamie Noble. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you. Hey, dudes. How are y'all doing? Doing great. Thanks for joining us tonight. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. So my name is Jamie Noble. I have been a Magic Vacations travel planner since 2016, and I love it. It is a great second job for me. I'm also the manager of a liquor store, so both jobs are pretty fantastic. Jamie is one of my favorite MVPs, even though I haven't seen her at her other business. I just want to say that for the record. Well, so, well, we'll 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 keep that very obvious, uh, our, as our listeners know. Uh, you uh, you are the uh, quite alcoholic. So uh, so um, Jamie, <laughs> joining us, you know, you the reason we had you on is because you recently completed some travel aboard the brand new cruise ship for Disney, the Wish, right? Yes, the Disney Wish is just absolutely a fantastic new ship. Uh, it's a wonderful addition to the fleet. And I was very excited to get on board and check it all out. Right. So tell us about that. I mean, we've, you know, we've probably seen some videos on board, but there was a real, a tremendous amount of anticipation for this particular ship, right? It was being built. There was construction delays and launch delays. They finally did it. Um, I actually know uh, someone in HR at Disney who was doing all the recruiting for that ship um, and actually referred her to a couple of candidates for captain uh, of that ship. So uh, I know they were really working hard to, um, to get the best crew possibly. So tell us about that, that first experience when you, you pulled up and you saw it and, and your boarding experience. Tell us what it was like. So it was really, really exciting. I mean, like you said, it's brand new. Everybody wants to be on this new ship. And when you first see it, you pull up to the port. Of course, any Disney cruise ship is the most beautiful ship in the port. That's just how it is. Um, so it's just so beautiful. And it's just slightly larger than the others, uh, than the, the dream and the fantasy. But you pull up and it's just striking and opulent. So you walk through the doors and they announce your name just like they do on the other regular cruise ships, um, which is fantastic. They announce your name, I cry. My kids make fun of me because they know I'm going to cry. <laughs> and um, then they give you a 
wish magic wand. So this is something new that Disney has started doing. It's just a pretty piece of plastic and sparkly. And of course they're offered to the children. And I'm like, yes, of course I want a wish magic wand. So, you know, it's just something magical to start your cruise and, and you can use your magic wand to wish for a fantastic voyage as you're getting on board. So I love that they started doing that. I think it's fantastic with the new ship you walk in and there's Cinderella, that beautiful statue um, staring at you in what they're calling the Grand Hall, a little bit different than the atrium of the other ships. This beautiful Grand Hall and there's Cinderella looking at you with um, Lucifer, of course, behind her. And a little Easter egg, if you look under Cinderella's dress at the one part, uh, Lucifer's holding a little cup and um, Jacques and Gus Gus are under her skirt being protected no. by her. Okay. Look, it, we don't usually recommend our listeners to look underneath Cinderella's skirt, but in <laughs> we'll make an exception. In, um, in this instance, I think it might be okay just to take, okay. just to look for that little Easter egg. All right. Excellent. So you're in the lobby, you're been, your name's announced, you're like anticipation, right? What, what happens next after you're, if you're on board? Well, if you're my family, the first thing that you want to do is go upstairs and get something to eat and something to drink. I <laughs> <laughs> was like a plan. So where did you go? So we went up to the top deck and, um, and of course, new ship, it's very, very different. Um, the, the dream and the fantasy, you know, they're kind of home for us. The wonder and the magic, I haven't been on the magic, but I have been on the wonder, which is quite a bit smaller. This ship is immensely different than the others. So you sort of feel like a cruise noob, if you, you know, trying to meander your way around the ship and the elevators are in different spots. So it's almost, it really is like a brand new ship. So even yeah. for a, a seasoned cruiser who's been on Disney multiple times, you still feel like it's something new for you. So when you, when you go up to the top deck, um, they have quite a few new food options that they've put into that quick service area, which I actually really enjoyed. Um, they seem to have really added, trying to put a, new, a variety up there. Now what, uh, now what makes, you mentioned there's, there's a variety compared to the other ships. Now what, what in particular would you have said you noticed the first thing that made it different compared to some of the other ships? They have a Mickey's Smokestack Barbecue as one of the quick service areas. Oh, there we go. Ooh. Okay. Right. <laughs> they had the barbecue and the macaroni and cheese. Uh, it was very, very good. So that's when we first walked up, that's what we walked into was this great little, um, one of the new stands is the Mickey's Smokestack Barbecue. They also have Donald's Cantina where you can get a bowl, you can get tacos. Um, they also have Daisy's Pizza Pies. Goofy's Grill, which has the burgers and the chicken fingers and the French fries that everybody looks for. And then Minnie's ice cream, of course, where you I can have your all, all you can eat ice cream. I love the fact that, the, you know, Mickey's barbecue is sort of a nod to the, the old the old barbecue at Fort Wilderness. And that uh, Donald's Cantina is a nod to the three Caballeros at Epcot's Mexican Pavilion. I love that the, the Wish is doing things like that and kind of tying in the familiar with um, the classics. So that's great. So um, 
Right. So you guys didn't, you guys, knowing the benefits of all-inclusive, you guys didn't hold back. You went up and got, got a beverage, got, got a snack, and you were good to go. What did you do next after that? After that, I think we went to our stateroom to see if it was ready because we got there a little bit later, um, you know, depending on your port arrival time, you may have some more time to walk around the ship and try to try to look around. But we got there a little bit later, so we went in and our stateroom uh, was ready. And this time I included not one, but two sets of the stateroom decorations, which is a wonderful add-on that Disney Cruise Line offers. Since it was a Halloween on the high seas sailing, of course I had to get the annual Halloween on the high seas stateroom decorations, as well as the new Disney Wish package that they were offering. So. The stateroom was very nicely decorated. <laughs> All right, so I'm a neophyte, Jamie. Tell me, what, what is a cruise decoration and why, as a dude, would I want to do this? Well, do you like blankets and comfy, soft things? Because these blankets are phenomenal. You get, okay. so with the Wish package, it was a pillow with Captain Minnie on one side, Captain Mickey on the other, and a really, really nice, comfortable, uh, Disney Wish blanket. And then the Halloween on the High Seas package included a blanket and a pillow with a, a Mickey pumpkin and a trick-or-treat bag, which you can then use for trick-or-treating later on during the voyage. All right. So it's, uh, I, I just don't, you know, I, I never even thought of that. Now, I mean, do you use those in your room or do you take them out onto a deck chair? Why would you need a blanket and all that? I'm, you know, I'm thinking cruise, I'm hitting the buffet, I'm hitting the bar. I'm not thinking about snuggling up in the, in the bed. What, I just, you know, help me out here. Well, when you're ready to go to sleep at night, you, you, it's really nice to have a comfy blanket, which both uh, kids promptly picked one of the blankets and they slept with it all weekend. <laughs> so there was one for each kid. All right. For a moment there, I thought you were going down the road of the Spanish Inquisition and giving me a comfy pillow, but that's for another time. <laughs> no, so, although, listen, my, my husband has perfected the uh, veranda nap after an afternoon of many adult cocktails. Okay. His favorite thing is to go out there, grab the pillow, grab a blanket, and sleep on the veranda listening to the ocean. You know, I knew I could pull it out of you. There was some reason. <laughs> And why I wanted that. <laughs> See, now, now that sounds more up the uh, the uh, the right alley of uh, of the dudes here. Uh, that that's that is definitely the way to uh, take care of the afternoon. Right, and so that, Carl, is why you need one of those nice blankets. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm in. Count me in. All right, so thank you. So um, you're settled into the room. Now, when you said your stateroom, what kind of a size room was that? You know, you mentioned the brand and everything. I know there's lots of different room choices, but it sounds like you had a pretty pretty nice one. Describe that for our listeners. Yeah, the staterooms are really a decent size. Um, I love Disney for that. Although the veranda is something I will not cruise without. There are, of course, you know, ocean view options and the inside stateroom options but veranda is really just the way to go i love opening that door and walking out and just seeing nothing but ocean and listening to the sounds of it and the smell there is nothing like having that veranda during your sailing i won't do anything without it 
Excellent advice. Yeah, excellent advice. So, um, so you've got that and sleeping comfortably for what three, four people in there. What's what's that situation like? There's four of us, and now you know my daughter is an adult. She's 19. My son is 16 and man sized. So there are no little kids in in the family right now. So. Yeah, it comfortably sleeps the four of us. Um, the the pull down bunk bed is great, and the stateroom host or hostess gets that ready for you. So that way, all you have to do is walk into your room and climb up into that bunk, and you're ready to go. Nice, nice. Okay, so you're all settled in. Tell us a little bit about you know one of the things that I think is unique about the wish is, uh, you know, there's some certain things we saw as dudes in it that got us excited. But there's areas on the boat which are um, referred to as adult escapes, and some of them are called elevated adult escapes. Tell us a little bit about this whole concept of, you know, having such a family-friendly cruise, but yet having places that are exclusively for adults. Yes, that is something that Disney does really well, because while, of course, you know, it's geared a lot towards the children, they're realizing that there are a lot of adults. There are a lot of young adults, older adults, older couples who just want to, that Disney experience and this, the quality that Disney gives while still having some time away from those smaller children. So... Um, this, this ship is a little bit different in that sense where on the dream, the fantasy, the wonder, they have like the nightclub area where you would walk up to the part of the ship and everything was condensed in that one zone. It's not like that on the wish. So it was a little bit different to get used to, but there are still those areas where they are predominantly all together. They're spread about uh, different venues on the deck. So it, you probably get uh, a better appreciation for, uh, you know, different parts of the ship and meandering around to these places and, and, uh, and enjoying them. So tell us about a couple of the ones that you visited and what you liked. So we, we visited the Bayou, um, which is the, Tiana, Princess and the Frog theme. It is absolutely beautiful. Um, the cocktails in there were really nicely offered. Um, my husband had a fantastic rum smoke fashioned and it was, it was in a wooden box when it was presented and you opened it up and the smoke just rose and, and just rum based and it looked fantastic. So they have really nice offerings. They have entertainment there. There's a stage and um, you can also get beignets there. They're an upcharge, but I highly recommend the beignets. <laughs> they were fantastic. Excellent. Uh, yeah, right. Did you get a cocktail too, Jamie? I had a drink of the day, which I believe that day was the captain's Mai Tai. Ah, you can't go wrong with a Mai Tai. And, and, right. The drink of the day is always a hit. They offer a different cocktail every day. I have my drink of the day cup that I take on board with me from sailing to sailing. And then um, you get refills of whatever the drink of the day is. Yeah, for like for like $5.50. No kidding. No kidding. So you bring this cup and you're drinking at five bucks a drink all day. Yeah. Wow. That's, wow. That is yeah. a deal. That is really a deal right there. It is a deal. And the trick is to go to the bars and ask for them to make your cocktail rather than go to where they have them batch made. 
because Disney is known to be heavy handed. <laughs> no, look at the batch made is true with the, the parks too, right? There's those signatures mm-hmm. that you said and that everyone has it and they, they, they do those flavors and you go to some very famous bars. We've talked about it. And that's a very different, some bars you go to on property, that's all they offer, right? They don't offer a, a custom made, but yes, that, that, that is true about the, the cruise lines, right? They will custom make that drink that's not pre-mixed and you get a little different spin on it uh, for the same value. So that's, that's wonderful. Yes. The Bayou was a hit. Did you hit any of the other uh, adult venues? I did. We hit Nightingale's, which um, Nightingale, Bubbles, Cinderella, you know, from the movie with the soap bubbles. Um, So it's themed after that. It's a piano bar and it was really, really a nice atmosphere. And they offered different bubble cocktails. So they were bubble themed. There were smoke bubble cocktails, frozen bubble cocktails, and then air bubble cocktails. Um, I had a frozen bubble cocktail, uh, chocolate. It had Bailey's salted caramel, absolute vanilla, and chocolate. It was delicious. They served it with an ice ball. It it was dessert in a glass. It was fantastic. (laughs) And they serve it with an ice ball and they give you a little hammer to, to try, try to break the ice ball up a little bit. So that way you have the ice in your drink. And then my husband had tried the stepmother. It had Blanton's bourbon, Ansica Carpano and ginger. And they put a smoke bubble on top, which was really cool. They use that little gun, they put the smoke bubble on top and then you can pop it and it just a little bit of smoke. Yeah, look, I've recently become a real good, big Blanton's uh, fan. Uh, somebody turned me on to it and it is a really great. Um, <laughs> it is. It's hard to find here in Florida. It's really, really hard to find. So on the Disney cruises, when it's so readily available, um, it, he definitely takes advantage and, and enjoys that. And the price point on it is really not bad. Disney cruising cocktail prices are extremely reasonable. And this is coming from you, an expert in the alcohol industry. So this is very important. This is true. This is true. I do a lot of research on both ends. So you (laughs) know what competitive pricing is. (laughs) So to to be honest here, that that surprises me knowing knowing Disney and how our our, our friends over at Disney don't don't really give you a, a, a true deal anywhere to hear that cocktails are reasonably priced is very refreshing to hear. I'm sure not just for us, who love to drink, but for everyone that really wants to enjoy their vacation. So that's, that's very good to hear. Yeah, I think so too. So um, it's interesting. And, and then, uh, you know, recently I've gone around and doing more of the smoke drinks and there is an art form to do that. There's multiple ways they can do that. And uh, it's great that they're kicking up that thing in a, you know, a notch or two and trying that on the high seas. I imagine some of the complexities of doing that. And uh, I can just envision them being fancy on, on how they do that. So that's a really nice touch on, uh, on what they're saying. So I, I just keep going, Jamie, tell me about these, these adult venues. I'm just so intrigued now. So of course the next place that we tried out through the weekend was the hyperspace lounge because it's the hyperspace lounge and Star Wars is so huge. And my husband is a lifelong Star Wars fan. So 
Uh, we spent some time in there. It is very well done. The atmosphere is great. You really feel like you are in space. And once in a while, as you're sitting there, the screen will change and you'll go into hyperspace. So it really is a great atmosphere. They're trying really hard to keep it completely themed, which is fantastic. As with all of the different areas we found, they really kept it immersive, um, which, which is a nice touch. Um, hyperspace Lounge, we tried, um, I tried the Birkin's Flow, it was called. It had coconut, rum chata, Godiva chocolate, coconut water, and it was pink and sparkly. So it was really fun. Jamie, again, you're not ordering drinks, you're ordering dessert. What are Listen, you doing? Listen, I am a fan of those wonderful, sweet, easy drinking cocktails. <laughs> I leave the bourbon to my husband and I get to drink the nice, easy ones. So Ryan, you're a big fan of the Star Wars lounge and, and uh, concept. And of course, Olga Cantina. <laughs> so I, I, you must have some questions about having seen what they're doing there, uh, what Jamie experienced in that, uh, in that bar. Yeah. First of all, I want to know what kind of what kind of bourbon your husband's drinking. I mean, isn't that the most important question? Let's forget we've about covered that already. We've covered Blanton's and everything. Open up your ears. <laughs> I, want you the, I want you to open up on the theming of that Star Wars lounge because I know you're such a huge fan. Yeah. I mean, tell me about the theme, right? Like, tell me about the theme. What is it that strikes you Star Wars, right? What hits you in the face Star Wars when you walk into that lounge? Well, when you first walk in, you have to push the button to open the door. So you're already being immersed into it when it like whooshes open and you're, you're walking into this entirely themed lounge. It's all enclosed. Even the drinks that they have, the different mixers are in different containers. There's no like bottle of ginger ale sitting there. There's no like nothing that isn't themed. So it's really well done in that aspect. Now, the one thing that I will say, they only had two beers on tap in that lounge. And then one of them was not an IPA, which is what my husband looks for. So with only two beers being offered, it, it is something I hope that they look to expand in the future, which I'm sure. It's a new ship. It's only a couple of months old. They're working through their kinks. So I think we're going to see a lot more coming from these areas and from Disney Cruise Line in general when it comes to these things. It's really a shame because they have the Bad Motivator IPA at, at, at uh, Oga's and I don't see any reason unless there's some sort of export reason you can't take it into international waters. I don't see any reason why they couldn't offer that in Hyperspace Lounge, but. It uh, may be something that's coming, I hope. I, I hope, hope so. to see more, more expanded options the next time I'm on. Your husband's a Bears fan. He deserves whatever he'd like to have. That's the way. <laughs> he, he was pretty happy this past weekend, even with the loss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As we, as we all are. We'll, we'll save the Bears versus Patriots podcast for another day. Um, uh, but you're talking about theming. I mean, are the, are, the, are the servers all themed? Are the bartenders all themed? Are they all... I mean, are we, do they look like, do they look like they do at Oga's or do they look like Je like Jedi Knights or uh, how, how do they look in there? Everybody, uh, all the different lounges, they all have their own costumes, of course, as Disney Cruise Line does. Um, they were not like Jedi Knights. I can't remember exactly what they were wearing. 
Were, but was it like the, looked, kind of like the green scarf over kind of deal? Like, I mean, that's what I'm picturing is the same uh, look as Oga's. Probably pretty similar. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, that's definitely, I think, where I would hang out probably the most on the ship. Uh, drinks plus Star Wars equals Happy Ryan. That's a pretty simple <laughs> equation in my life. So, I mean, every bar that you mentioned sounds great. So, and I have to ask you again, as a professional uh, in the uh, adult beverage industry, so what when you're going into uh, a themed bar like that and you're looking at the uh, rich description of the craft cocktails, right? What are the things that you're looking at other than your sweet tooth, apparently, that you're drinking to? But what are the things that you're looking at that go into these cocktails? Are you looking for those high-end brands? Are you looking for the right balance of, of tastes in the cocktails? What is it that grabs your attention when you're looking at these offerings? Well, I look for the sweeter ingredients because I'm not really into bourbons. I'm, I, I like rums, I like vodka. So I'm looking for things that are not necessarily something that I can just make at home different ingredients but i like the sweeter cocktails that's just my palate is there anywhere on the ship carl can get a banana cabana <laughs> maybe if you ask them like at currents um for oh, special yeah. if you if you tell them what's in it carl i bet you could probably have just about anything made as we found out at the last retreat <laughs> right so that's right you can make <laughs> but so i'm just wondering if i borrow your drink of the day cup we might start a trend and go to Currents and get the Banana Cabana. Okay, so now you've really accurately described all the cocktail offerings and the bars and everything there. I'm getting hungry. Tell us about some of the things that you did. Uh, I've heard phenomenal things about the, the restaurants and even looking at some of your pictures online got me excited <laughs> to look more. Okay, yeah, so we didn't do any of the specialty dining this time with it only being a three night I really didn't want to miss out on any of the rotational dining. And so we decided to skip trying to get reservations into the Palo Steakhouse and Enchante, which are the two adult only specialty upcharge dining. So we snuck up and we took a peek in there um, just to see the area. And they also have the Rose, which is another adult bar in between those two on the ship, which looked really, really beautiful as well. Got to take a peek at the menu, but it wasn't open when we were up there. So we didn't have a cocktail. But the um, Palo Steakhouse and Enchante look like definitely something that everybody should try at some point. Carl would walk in Apollo and never leave. I think that's where we're at. I learned recently Carl has a much larger love for steak than I ever knew. I, it's, uh, we'll save that for a story for a different day, but, but uh, I'm sure Apollo would be right up your alley there, Carl. Yeah, no, it sounds great. So um, in the rotational dining that you have, what, what was night one, two, and three? So night one for us was Arendelle which is the frozen themed restaurant that they've done there. I expected that that one would be my least favorite and actually it was one of our favorites. Um, we're not huge frozen fans. My kids are not little, so um, I don't have that experience with the love of Anna and Elsa, but the theming itself was really fun. The show was great. Um, they had musicians singing. 
they had uh, they had Olaf and Anna and Kristoff, and they were all out there doing a little a little show. But it was just really really fun. It was a fun atmosphere. The stage is set right in the middle of the restaurant, so there's really not a bad view. And I just I liked that one a lot more than I thought that I was going to. I heard they were originally going to build a Maelstrom restaurant, Carl, but they decided to go with Frozen instead. Yeah. So they still have that um, that waterfall fountain in the middle of the restaurant that with the water going on over it, because that's the only thing that isn't frozen in the restaurant. <gasps> wow. Wow. Jeez, I was talking about the Maelstrom, but you were talking about the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So good. Now, did they have just, did they have Norwegian style food is on, on the menu? Did they have that or? They did have some, they did have Norwegian style food. I should have written down the menus for you guys. I was so busy making notes about the drinks that we had that I didn't exactly write down what I ate. You're, you're focused right where we want you. Don't, don't do that. The sidebar question about me asking food. Sorry, I ever mentioned it. So, <laughs> Uh, on, to, on to night two. Tell us a little bit more. Um, night two was at 1923, which was my favorite of the restaurants. Um, classic uh, Walt and classic Hollywood. The All the animation sketches all over the walls. That is really what I love about Disney. Um, like on the other ships, Animator's Palette is just my favorite because of the theming of it. So 1923, classic Hollywood. It was really cool because um, we saw quite a few people for their 1923 night actually dress up in vintage formal wear, which was, I thought, a really, really neat touch. And I might try that for the next time that I'm on board. Oh, you're always impeccably dressed. And I can just envision you and your husband walking in there like you own the joint. And then, you know, and for me, because the Disney Cruise Lines have that classic look more than any cruise lines, it brings back that reminiscence of the uh, of the days of high end cruising. Um, and, you know, I younger when I went on cruises, I mean, there were formal nights the, the, you had to wear a suit. Now, it's so casual, which is more relaxing for a vacation, but it was a big deal. And when I read about them doing that, I thought that was a nice touch to bring back that that uh, a little bit of class to the uh, nostalgia of having that kind of uh, atmosphere and and the um, and the food there was it any of like they I hope they did better than like Walt's favorite chili or something I hope they picked a better menu than uh... the the food was really good all right Jamie so that sounds great at the at Walt's uh, that the homage to Walt and your final night of dining included what? It was the Quantum Encounter, um, the Marvel Avengers restaurant. I have to say this was the, the weakest link for me. Um, we do love Marvel. It, it, it included a little show doing with uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. So there's a quantum core on your table and you're helping to do something by pushing the button with the quantum core. It was fun for the kids, I'm sure. But again, my kids aren't little. They were not quite as entertained. And Ant-Man and the Wasp are not our favorites. 
So um, I'm hoping, you know, that Disney Cruise Line will take all of the feedback, it will, you know, it's not just me. I've heard multiple people give feedback on that restaurant. So since they're a new ship, I'm hoping that they will develop and continue to grow and make changes to it that make it a little bit of a better experience for everybody. But the food was delicious and um, spoiler alert, you know, they're trying to shrink things and grow things. And there's a little treat at the end that you get at your table that goes with the show. So it was a fun experience, but for us, it was the weakest link. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's like anything else, right? I mean, Disney has been so good at that, of getting those feedback surveys and not just doing them for the sake of doing them, but actually utilizing that data. I mean, we've seen that in a number of different places, right? Like sci-fi dining and theater in Hollywood studios has always been one of those places that you go to and the food is just like, eh, you know, like shakes are great, but the food is like, eh. And what do they do? They revamped that menu and they made those ingredients better so that now it's it's a really tough reservation to get right now. You know, yeah. um, so so I think I think it's safe. They did that recently, too, with the Polynesian. Right. They when they came back from COVID, they released a menu and people were people were off. not happy. Shrimp, Bring back right. the shrimp. Right. And, and what did it take a week before they were like, OK, we heard you. No worries. We'll bring it back. So I, I have faith that they'll do that, especially on the wish. I mean, that's their pride and joy right now. They, they've got to make that for the price tag. They've got to make it the cream of the crop. Like you cannot have a weakest link. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree. And, you know, it is their first ship in 10 years. They've made a lot of changes. There are, it's very, very different from the other ships. And I truly believe they want it to be the best of the best. So I'm sure that they are taking the feedback. I, I truly do think they take it all into consideration. They want what's best for everybody. And they want everybody to keep coming back because Disney Cruise Line, it's not something you do once and done. You, you just don't. I tell everybody, all of my clients say, go ahead and book that placeholder on board because once you're on there, you're going to cruise again. Can I ask a side Marvel question, Jamie? Because I got to know the Marvel freak inside me is is dying to ask you if if Ant-Man and Wasp are not your people who are your people uh, give me Thor give me Spider-Man all right all right so so the classic Avengers right okay yeah. I, I, that's cool I'm down with that that's that's fine by me I mean who didn't ball when Iron Man was was dying you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I didn't cry but I wasn't happy either I'll, I'll put it <laughs> all right so look at you know you talked about these dinners and they all had an element of show in it too so why don't we just segue into some of the the, the entertainment uh, options on board because uh you know disney knows how to put on a show and i'm sure with this grand vessel they pulled out all the stops oh yeah i mean disney does it better than anybody those broadway style shows on the ships are just fantastic and cannot be beat i you should never skip the shows on board the cruises. So the first night was Seize the Adventure, which is their the exclusive for the Wish. Um, all of the other ships have their own um, their own show that they do. So Seize the Adventure was really really cool. It had Captain Minnie and Goofy in it, and all of your classic friends. It was really, really fun. They're all like an hour, hour and a half long at the most. So I definitely recommend seeing it. And it really gets you excited for the rest of your cruise. 
What were some of the other fun stuff that you saw from an entertainment perspective? Uh, the other two shows that they have on The Wish are The Little Mermaid, which is new, and Aladdin. So we love Aladdin. We, Aladdin is also on the fantasy. It is one of my all-time favorites that they do. The genie is fantastic. I've, there's there's a, a couple different actors that, that play the genie, and they are all absolutely amazing and hilarious. And that is another show. Do not miss Aladdin. The Little Mermaid is new. And I was extremely, extremely impressed with, with how they put that one together and, and did that one. It was really well done. And they're, they're just top notch. The actors and actresses are phenomenal. So we know, you know, uh, Disney is famous for all their kids clubs, et cetera, but you're in a unique situation where you had, you know, really young adults on the cruise with you. So, um, what were some of the things that were available for diversions for them or activities? Because, you know, I know it's got to be a little tough for them uh, participating in some of the more adult things. And they're probably not as interested as they were a few years back in some of the kids clubs. So tell us a little bit about how you manipulated their time to make sure they had a good time. So AJ is a little bit easier. He's 16 and still in the vibe. And the vibe being the teen club, it's the cool area where the teenagers can go and be in their own zone and play video games. So that is fantastic for them. Now Paige, once she turned 18, you age out of vibe. So she's in the 1820 society. It's sort of an awkward stage where she can go into the adult areas. She's welcome in the adult pool, in the adult hot tub, in the adult uh, nightclub areas and seeing the adult entertainment. Obviously she can't drink the cocktails, but she does really enjoy going in and listening to the musicians that are offered in those nightclub areas and the lounges in the evenings. She's a big fan of, especially Nightingales. She liked being in there with the piano bar the 1820 Society, they offer some activities. I wish that they offered more. And that's another bit of feedback that, um, that now that I have that aged child um, that I'm giving to Disney Cruise Line on a regular basis, I wish they had an area where she could just go and sit and like, this is the 1820 area for the teenagers that can't drink, but can't go into those teenage clubs. So they'll do an ice cream social. They'll meet for a half an hour and go meet for ice cream um, on Castaway Key. They meet and they go for a bike ride. So there are some really cool things that they do. I would like to see them do more. And, and I think as the feedback comes and as more of the children that gr are growing up cruising grow and move into that age group, I think that Disney Cruise Line hopefully will take that into consideration. Yeah, when my daughters were around that age, you know, it seems like only yesterday, but they're past it. Um, there, there was much some longer ago than yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> much, much longer. There were some uh, interesting cruises that we went on that had mocktail parties for them, right? And uh, they got to mix the drinks and get involved with that. So you think Disney could come up with some activities that that would be uh, appropriate and fun and uh, interactive with them, et cetera. Um, like you say, otherwise they're, they're just tagging on. Now, 
it doesn't matter how old or how young you are, everyone wants to experience uh, the water activities and pools and the wish really outdid themselves with what they have to offer, right? They did, yeah. The The pool areas are really, really beautiful on the Wish. They've taken the style of what they were doing on the other ships and they expanded on it. They made it a little bit better. The um, children's play area where the pools are for, the, for all ages have now been tiered. So there's multiple instead of just the two on the other ships. Um, the adult area is further up. It's not kind of in the middle where it is on the dream and the fantasy where kids will often walk through that area on their way from one spot to the next. So on the wish it is more, it's all the way up. It's a little harder to get to. So it's more tucked in there. They have the infinity pool in the adult area by the Cove bar. So you can look out, um, and just look out the front of the ship and just see water, which is really nice. They did, however, tuck the hot tub a little bit further in, um, which I didn't love personally. Um, on, the other sh on the other ships, it is more like an infinity hot tub. I'm a hot tub girl. Um, I'm not as much into the pool. So it's along the side. And honestly, not a, the servers didn't come over and offer me a drink of the day while I was sitting in the hot tub. So I was a little bit put out by that. Understandably, it's so, okay. Uh, the other thing is, you know, the big feature there, right, is the Aqua Mouse. It's the first ever attraction at sea. Yes. Yeah. We we of course made sure to do the Aqua Mouse. My husband and I, the kids were off doing what they were doing. So we were like, all right, let's go. Let's go see what this is about. And it was really fun. It was very neat to see the animation on the inside. And um, yeah, it was it was very much fun. I would compare it almost to the aqueduct. It's not once you get past the animation, it's not drastically different. Um, but it yeah. I recommend it. You were on the Aqua Mouse. Did they offer you an adult beverage of the day there, or they did not? That's no. uh, we have to give Disney some feedback about that. Getting more, more. <laughs> I think it's very important because you know it's the the you're at the high seas, so you've got to experience the high seas. So um, there there is some additional activities for kids and adults, though. Um, that are both Marvel themed and uh, Star Wars themed. I don't know if you guys uh, as a family unit or individually get to experience any of those. Which activities? Is there a Star Wars cargo bay? Is that for kids or adults? That is in the Oceaneers Club, yeah. So the Oceaneers Club obviously has, um, it has the cargo bay, it has Mickey and Minnie, um, like a toddler area. So. It was really neat. I checked it out during an open house. And I just want to point out that there is a slide that goes from the Grand Hall down into the Oceaneers Club that, yes, I did ride during the open house. So I do recommend trying it once. <laughs> we have a video of that, Jamie. Uh, you do not want a video of that, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> 
but it was very much fun. And yes, they made it for kids, but it's always fun checking that area out during open house and being able to play a little bit yourself. Absolutely. Um, John, uh, what are the questions do you have for Jamie on her experience on The Wish? Yeah, I'm, I, I know you, you, you mentioned that basically all the new fun features of what this Disney Wish offers. What would you say some of the biggest differences other than obviously some of the design, some of the layout, all that, what other things would you say that are different compared to some of the other Disney ships that if someone does sail that's so used to the other Disney ships, they're going to see on this ship that may throw them off or may make them question where they are or what's going on here? I do think it was very different. Like I said, you know, I just completed my 10th sailing on the Dream. So I am a platinum cruiser now, but that was our first time on the Wish. And it really feels like a whole new experience for you. It is a whole new world. <laughs> and so it's more opulent. I mean, they meant for this. It's, it's the first time they've built a ship in 10 years. They, they did it with intention. They, the elevators are in a different spot. They're sort of more tucked in. You go around the corner and there's the elevators. Um, they really wanted it to be like a floating castle is what one of the cast members described it as. A true floating castle where each room is just opulent and high end and the best quality that Disney can possibly offer to you. Well, Jamie, tell me about Hooks, Barbary and Speakeasy. So the speakeasy is the hidden part of it, obviously speakeasy, but you can make an appointment at Hook's Barbary, which is awesome that Disney is offering this. You know, it's time about time that the men get treated a little special as well. You can go in, you can get a hair trim, a beard trim, they'll take care of you. But then in the evening, it turns into a speakeasy. And you can go in and they will make you custom old fashions. They have the highest ends of the bourbons. And there is a special coin collection that they offer where if you purchase some of their higher end bourbon pours, you get a coin, special Disney wish coin with that bourbon or scotch or whatever that high end spirit is. So you're actually in getting into some of Hook's treasure, it sounds like. Yes. You, you seem very interested, Carl. I, I think you're going to be booking a cruise on the Disney Wish simply for Hook's Barbary. I, and I'm so happy that it's a transformation in the evening because I just couldn't, you know, fathom going into a clip joint and then picking the hairs out of my bourbon. So I'm really <laughs> glad to separate those two events. Um, that sounds awesome. You know, I look, I love speakeasies. That's, that's great. You know, hooks definitely uh, on the dude's list of villains. That's great. So your, your husband went and did that, Jamie? He did. And he got a scotch old fashioned, which he wouldn't normally choose. But when you walk in, you know, he's the cast member is standing there and he's offering to make you an old fashioned. So he said, do you trust me? We trust him. So he used a 21-year-old scotch. It was a little higher-end, um, old-fashioned cocktail, but really delicious. Even I enjoyed it. And it was, it was well worth the experience. It had a, a butterscotch um, base to it with a little bit of rosemary sprig. So it was phenomenal. 
really just a fantastic experience. It's a whole experience as well as a cocktail. You know, when an experienced cast member asks for you to trust them, you're going to do it because what could possibly go wrong with a couple of old fashions? <laughs> I agree. I agree. So speaking of uh, Hooks Barbary, don't they do something else on the uh, on the ship as well? Yes, uh, Pirates in the Caribbean does continue just as it does on the other ships. They still offer their nightly fireworks uh, for the pirate party. But I can say that the, the, the Disney Wish did it perfectly this time. They did the Pirates Rock and Parlay Party and they have a live band. So no. this is better than any of the other pirate shows on the other ships. We enjoyed this one immensely. And they just knocked it out of the park with this one. And then, of course, you still get your fireworks. That sounds great. That sounds great. I know that's one of the highlights for people to experience if they've never, if they're cruisers and they've never been on Disney, to see those fireworks at sea. It is the perfect uh, culmination of, of a great trip. So um, that's wonderful. Um, Ryan, do you have any last-minute questions you'd like to uh, ask Jamie? of maybe something that was uh, your curiosity on the wish. All right, so we've talked about Star Wars, we've talked about Marvel, all my favorite people and all of my favorite heroes. What are some other hero type activities that you can do on the ship? So they have a whole designated area, which I love. It's up by the vibe. It's called the hero zone. It has basketball courts, it has ping pong tables, it has foosball tables. It is like a very large gym space. And then what they do is they will set up the Incredibles obstacle course, the huge blow up obstacle course that people really seemed to have a good time with and you can race each other. It looked like a lot of fun. Now, is this full adult activity? Like, can I get hammered and go on the inflatable course? I don't see why you can't get hammered and go on, but you will be racing teenagers and other children. So, so they cannot get hammered also. Is that what you're telling me? Not even in international waters. But if I can do it, that means I can convince John to do it with me. And then John and I can get have drunk Olympics on the hero zone. Yes, and he's looking really excited about that prospect. This, this could be very dangerous. <laughs> well, listen, I would include Carl, but I don't want the old man to break a hip, okay? So it's got to be me and you doing this. I, I mean, that that is fair. I mean, the, the old man, I don't know. I've, I, I've I played enough golf with him, and I've seen him swing wrong, and it, it hasn't been good for a good 20, 25 minutes. All right, all right. So uh, in the hero zone, I'm curious, uh, is it all themed? I mean, is it like, like are the basketball courts themed after uh, after heroes or are they just basketball courts that are in the hero zone? It's just basketball courts. Oh, it's not cool. it's not overly themed in there, but it is a big space where you can play all of those sports and and play ping pong. It, and it's all indoors, which is great because if you do have some bad weather, you still have some great spaces to go and play outside activities in. Okay. Okay, that's cool. Um, I'm a big foosball player, so I, I wouldn't mind getting down on some foosball while I'm out there. Foosball was another drunk activity for me in college and beyond. So 
Paige is pretty good at foosball. I'm just saying maybe next cruise, if we're all on together, you know, I think she could take it. Uh, it's possible. I haven't played competitively in a while, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, beat my chest and say that I'm gonna beat her. But I do have a foosball table in my office. So if I get a couple months practice, we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, all right, cool. Jamie, I mean, that's great information. What else have we missed? What else haven't we talked about? Is there anything else special about the ship that you think that our listeners would want to know? So the big quick service up on the top deck, it's the cabanas and the other ships. They've rethemed it completely for the Disney Wish and called it Marceline Market. I love this. I think I might love it more than cabanas. It is so pretty up in there. It's not just, you know, you're not just going up in there to get your Mickey waffles and your eggs for breakfast. It is an entire themed marketplace. Uh, there's a lot of little Easter eggs on the shelves. It is very, very heavily themed and just the vibe of it is fantastic. So it is the cabanas of the wish and really, really beautiful. A lot of sitting areas, a lot of table spaces inside and outside. It's, it's a great space for that quick service dining, but it's a really nice experience. They're great. So, all right. So Marceline Market, you know, it's a great little area. You know, I've seen pictures online. It definitely looks pretty awesome. I mean, if you have a really, besides just the beauty of it, is there a favorite part of that? And this is a reason, is what draws you to it so much? I think it's just the color schemes of it. It's very natural and it just invites you to just want to sit there. Even if you're not eating, even if you're done eating, you can just sit and relax there. There are chairs in another area where there's the bar area, you can just sit and enjoy the space. I mean, that's as good a reason for me as anything. Now, I know you've done this trip, you've done lots more. I think this same month you did this trip with your family who was, you know, towards adulthood, but then you did another um, a girl's trip and another cruise, right? Yep. The next week, I got to take advantage of a fantastic girls cruise with a friend of mine that I work with. And we were on the dream for a five night out of Miami. So how did that feel coming off the wish, the latest and greatest, and then going to a classic like dream? I mean, nice job if you can get it, Jamie, if you're on the high seas uh, half a month. But uh, just, just for our listeners, compare a little bit uh, those two trips. I did love the wish. I love how beautiful it is and it's brand new and it's fantastic. But honestly, the dream and the fantasy are still home for me. I, I love them. Uh, we've been on the fantasy more of all of our cruises. So those ships really are home. Um, I'm definitely going to be giving the wish another shot. We're actually on in June. So I will be checking it out again and hopefully feeling a little bit more comfortable with it but I'm excited to give it another shot and any Disney cruise is a good cruise. Excellent, Jamie. Thank you so much for joining us today. You certainly are a plethora of information on the Disney Cruise Line and we'd welcome you back sometime after your next seaworthy adventure. So until then, later dudes. Later dudes. Later dudes. Later dudes. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Please check us out on social media, on Facebook at Dudes Dish Disney, on Instagram at Dudes Dish Disney, on Twitter at Disney 
underscore dish. Please visit our sponsor, Magic Vacations, at magicvacations.net. More than just a travel agency, Magic Vacations has over 60 Magic Vacation planners committed to bringing you white glove concierge service. Using a Magic Vacation planner allows you to spend more time making memories and less time worrying about the details. For all of your Disney, Universal, cruise and global travel, go to magicvacations.net. Magic Vacations, discover the magic of travel.